Welcome to Unity of Fairfax, a positive path for spiritual living and spiritual center for education, practice, and service in Northern Virginia. We hope you find inspiration in this week's message. Thank you all for investing a portion of your day with us here at Unity of Fairfax. So I have a question for you. Is Unity Christian? And that's not a trick question, but it is a tricky question. And we'll get back to that in just a moment. But first, I want to welcome everybody to the first week of our ninth annual Unity Awakening series, small groups and Sunday talks that focus on a piece of literature or a book written by a Unity author or inspired by a topic we cover in Unity. So for the next seven weeks, the metaphysical group that meets on Sunday mornings, the Sunday messages that we deliver here, and the Thursday evening discussion group will focus on the text of the book, Unity and World Religions, by Reverend Paul John Roach. This book was written specifically for Unity churches and centers and highlights the connections between Unity teachings and those of the world's major religions. With few exceptions, the Sunday morning and Thursday evening small groups will have guest speakers in, in all sessions and on the uh, everybody. And you can get the Zoom link for the classes uh, for either session on the uh, classes and events tab on the website. Now, there is a workbook available both in English and Spanish, and you can get it at unity.org. However, Today is your lucky day. There are several copies of both languages in the atrium. And since our bookstore is currently closed, if you want to get a copy of the book, you'll need to order it from unity.org or from your favorite online retailer. Now, here's some great news. Reverend Paul himself will be with us both in person and on Zoom later in October. But there's one thing that he and I have in common I'm really excited to share is we are both Oxford graduates. He graduated from the University of Oxford in England, and I graduated from Miami University in Oxford, Ohio. <laughs> so, same thing, same thing. In our exploration during the series, we will discern the connections between unity and Christianity, unity and Judaism, unity and Islam, unity and Hinduism, unity and Buddhism, unity and Taoism, and of several other traditions along the way. And in the final week of the series, we're going to look at what's referred to as the perennial tradition and somehow tie all this together. So you'll definitely want to be a part of this exciting series. And I want to give a shout out to Donna Lee, who is a member of Unity of Fairfax, who lives in Delaware, for suggesting earlier this year that this would be the material that we study. So, the foundational question, is Unity Christian? Well, here's one definition of Unity from co-founder Charles Fillmore. He said, Unity is a link in the great educational movement inaugurated by Jesus Christ. Our objective is to discern the truth in Christianity and prove it. The truth that we teach is not new, neither do we claim any special revelations or discovery of new religious principles. Our purpose is to help and teach mankind to use and prove the eternal truth taught by the Master. 
Well, that is indeed a very tall order. And we consider as a part of this educational movement the teaching of Unity's five foundational principles. So if you're new to Unity, you can find the five principles talk series with, on our video archive on the website that we just finished on September 11th. And you may want to watch the series as the text that we are using will consistently tie in the different traditions to one, of, one or more of those five principles. And even though we call them unity principles, the fact is that they are unities, that they are spiritual pr principles that are universal, and you'll find them in other different contexts in other uh, communities. So here is a very, very fast run-through of these five principles languaged for children and teens. The first, God is good and active in everything, everywhere. Wherever we are, there you go. Number two, I am naturally good because God's divinity is in me and in everyone. Yes, even those people who hide it very well. There is still something good in all of us. That is the truth of who we are. Three, I create my experiences because of what I choose to think, feel, and believe, which I like to rephrase as thought is powerful. And we are all thinking beings, and with the power of our thoughts, we shape our actions that have impact in our lives and in the world. Number four, through affirmative prayer and meditation, I connect with God and bring out the good in my life. And number five, I do and give my best by living the truth I know. I make a difference. I make a difference. Every one of us makes a difference. Every one of us has value and worth, and we focus on that in our teaching. And again, we say that there's really nothing that we teach in unity that is original. However, we, the way we cobble it together may seem novel or unique to you or to the other New Thought communities. And in our unity churches and centers, we welcome and engage the study and practices of a wide variety of spiritual teachings. Thus, we get a course like this. We're not confined to the creeds and doctrines of unity that contain our faith. So I kind of look at unity as being like type O blood. We're kind of like a universal donor. We'll kind of fit in pretty much everywhere. You will often hear unity ministers and teachers say things like, Jesus is the great example, not the great exception. Meaning that the sorts of things he is attributed, the sorts of things that are attributed to him that he has done, you and I can do too. Or we might say that the difference between Jesus and any one of us is the degree of expression of Christ consciousness. That is the degree of expression of one's inherent divinity. That's our second principle. And we sometimes call that expression illumination or awakening or spiritual evolution or terms such as that. The implication is that we can and in fact do have the same mind that was in Christ Jesus. It's up to us to realize that and to allow it to have expression. Therefore, I think for two very clear reasons, we can say unity is Christian. First, clearly its foundation is rooted in the life and teachings of Jesus as interpreted by unity. And two, unity has as a focus the development of Christ's consciousness, though this idea can be and is expressed in a variety of different terms and languages, uh, languaging. But, and there is a but, 
there are what I consider two very significant problems that arise when we ask the question, is unity Christian? The first is this. How in the heck do you define the term Christian? I mean, we could go along with the standard line that, uh, that Christianity is an Abrahamic monotheistic religion based on the life of teachings of Jesus. It doesn't really tell us a whole lot, does it? And the confusion is that there are over 2 billion people on this planet who identify as Christians in over a documented 40,000 different denominations. So it is safe to say there is quite a bit of diversity under the heading of Christianity. And no, one size does not fit all. So, for example, what are some Christian denominations you know of? Call them out. Catholics, Baptists, Lutherans, Lutherans, Church of God of Christ, AME Zion. I mean, it just goes on and on and on. So we don't have time to list all 40,000, but I do want to thank you for giving us a head start. That's part of your homework. Go ahead and make a list. Bring it in next week, and we'll cross-check. There you go. Paul John Roach in the material for this week says, For those Christians adhering to a fall and redemption theology with Jesus as the only Son of God and, dependent, and say of salvation dependent on taking him as our personal Lord and Savior, then the question of whether uh, uh, unity is Christian can become problematic because we don't teach that. And speaking for myself, if that is the definition of what makes one Christian, then no, unity is not Christian, nor am I. Unity respects, of course, that probably most Christians accept such a different definition and define, Christi and, and define the Christianity to which they belong in that way. This is kind of the, the teaching of Jesus died for your sins and is referred to as substitutionary or vicarious atonement. And like I said, we don't teach that in unity. Now, that doesn't make the teaching wrong or bad. We are very clear that we don't tell that somebody else's teaching is wrong or bad. We just simply highlight they teach that, we teach this. Because respect is imperative if we want to build bridges of connections with other traditions. However, as we get closer to Easter, you will find, if you're not already aware, that we do have a profound and powerful teaching around the death and resurrection of Jesus that has meaning and fulfillment to our lives. But I want to get ahead of myself. That's next spring. The second problem is what I call the abuse of and abuse by Christianity. On the one hand, over the ages, Christianity has been used by people in power in unethical, corrupt, and violent ways, all in marked contradistinction to Jesus' call to love one another. And history is full of examples of how religion, and not just Christianity, by the way, has been used as an excuse or a cover for horrific crimes and political misdeeds. And we still read about it in the news today. Oh, in a related note, I serve on the Unity Worldwide Ministries Social Action Team, and we are currently in the process of crafting a position statement that calls for the ethical and humane treatment of migrants in this country. On the other hand, many individuals have experienced abuse 
at the hands of church leaders and or church teachings and practices. Again, this happens in other religions as well. Scandals all too often make headlines with the effect of devastating the faith of trusting and vulnerable individuals. I don't want to dwell on this point of negativity other than to say that the abuse of and abuse by Christianity is a notable reason why many people leave, leave the church or in the very least do not want to be referred to as Christians because that is the association they have with it. And again, Christianity is not alone in this. The others get the, uh, involved as well. Thus, for these reasons, many people in unity do not, cannot, and will not claim to be Christian. So is there a way to acknowledge the positive impact of the life and teachings of Jesus on an individual while separating from, individ from institutional misdeeds? In a column in Unity magazine years ago, Reverend Tom Shepard answered the similar question as it related to writing an obituary. He said something like, rather than using the term Christian, simply say that your loved one was a follower of Jesus Christ. There is one element in unity and in the unity and Christianity conversation, though, that does warrant an important mention and something that I think sets us apart. In particular, Metaphysical Bible Interpretation. And I realize when we hear those terms, some of us might be saying, what? What are you talking about? The one thing that unity does share with all the other 40,000 branches of Christianity is the centrality of the Bible. It is our central textbook. And it has two parts, the Hebrew Scriptures, sometimes called Old Testament, and the Christian Scriptures, generally called the New Testament. And in unity, we avoid using the term Old Testament out of respect for our Jewish brothers and sisters. To them, it is the Bible, period. And it was the same one and only one that Jesus would have known. And there are many lenses through which the Bible can be read. Most commonly, you might be familiar of, it's the literal reading. And I saw a bumper once many years ago that kind of encapsulated that. And it was a little bumper sticker on a car and it said, God said it, I believe it. That settles it. <laughs> okay, so which language are you reading the scripture in? And anyway, it's a whole long question. Its opposite, I think, is probably the one we teach in Unity and is referred to as metaphysical Bible interpretation. Unity co-founder Charles Fillmore said this, In reading the scriptures, we generally raise our consciousness of them as mere history or story, and begin to apprehend them as the setting forth of principle or laws of life. We find great Bible characters fitting into the pattern of our own consciousness, where they represent ideas. This makes the Bible a book of life rather than merely a history of a people. So in other words, what makes metaphysical Bible interpretation unique is that 
allows us, us, you, me, anyone, to interpret the characters and the events in the scriptures as aspects of our own consciousness. It becomes a mirror. It reflects back to us. Where are we in our consciousness? What is this story saying that might be applicable in my world? How do I relate to this? Is this going on internally within me or in people I know? We then use these insights and the increased awareness that they generate in order to transform our lives. This is why if you read a Bible story or passage today, you'll get a meaning and a purpose and an intention and interpretation. If you read it two years from now, you will be in a very different place. What is this saying to me now? So in unity, rather than focusing on saving souls from sin, we use teachings and tools like the Bible and metaphysics to awaken us to our true natures that we are inherently good, that we are inherently powerful, that we are inherently lovable, and that we can use our goodness, our power, and our love to be forces for good in the world. Not just our own private world, but the great big world. Just as we perceive that Jesus was a force for good in his world. I mean, think about it. If you're familiar with the Christian scriptures, did you notice that in the stories of healing, he gave service without thought of return? Not, okay, I heal you, now you owe me. None of that. And did you notice that in stories about him, everybody was welcomed into his circle, sinners, tax collector, yes, scribes, and Pharisees, and Romans, Without question, they didn't have to earn their position. He was like, oh, you're here. Great. Have a seat. And have you noticed about him in those stories that he kept saying the kingdom of God was open to everybody, not just people like us, people who signed on our dotted line, people who paid to get in. It's here for everybody. So is unity Christian? Yes. Is unity Christian? No. It's ultimately your answer because it's your journey of meaning. So for homework, to help you in your homework, in your journey, I invite you to do the exercises in the study guide. So literally, there is homework if you choose to do it. And I invite you to plan on a very rich discussion this Thursday night. Like I said, the Zoom link will be sent to you after you register on the Classes and Events tab. But more than that, I invite you to ponder your relationship with or your thoughts about Jesus and Christianity and unity and you. How do or can they inspire you to be your best self? And maybe it'll be because there are things in there that you want to build on and in, integrate into your life and say, yeah. And maybe there are things in there that might be reflected in you and you're completely done with and like, I don't ever need to go back. This journey is for you. And when we look at Judaism and Islam and all the others, we'll be asking the same question. 
And in the asking of the question, it is my desire, my affirmation, that we will all come to know our connectedness with the divine, however we understand it, on a deeper and more profound level. And if we're really lucky, we'll be able to build connections with people that we may not have even thought about. So that's what we're about in these seven weeks. That's the awakening we're about. And I'm thrilled and excited to share this journey with you. Peace be with you. Namaste. Thank you for tuning into Unity of Fairfax podcast. You're welcome to join us live in Oakton, Virginia, every Sunday at 9 and 11 a.m. Or view our live stream services from our website at unityoffairfax.org. We appreciate our donations to support this podcast to make our message of positive, practical spirituality more accessible to all. See you next time.